Hey friends, it's Candace Eisner here, and this week I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the sticky, tricky topic of boundaries. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of Life Beyond the Massage Table. I hardly ever say the name of the podcast, maybe I should a little bit more often. Um, yeah, let's launch right into this topic before I go off on a tangent like I am often capable of doing. So as I said right off the top, this week I wanted to talk to you guys about the importance of keeping healthy boundaries with your work, with clients, but it's not just about the clients and we'll, we'll, we'll clarify exactly what we mean by that in a second. So before I launch into that, Let me be clear about what I'm not talking about with this whole boundaries issue within this episode. So I know any of you guys who work in healthcare have had the talk, you know what I mean, about transference and counter-transference, not dating clients, not flirting with your clients, all that kind of stuff, right? And for those of you who don't work in healthcare specifically, or uh, at least not in a regulated health profession, You probably already know that stuff because, well, it's not exactly rocket science, right? Like, don't flirt with your clients. Don't try and date them. Treat it like a business relationship. You know what I'm talking about already. I'm sure, you know, sure you do. But for those of you who don't know what transference and counter-transference mean, um, maybe you've been exposed to it, but you don't actually know what those words mean. Um, That stuff refers to when somebody is getting too emotionally attached or involved with someone else. And they're transferring feelings that are not appropriate for that relationship onto that person. So if it's the client doing it to the therapist or the teacher or the provider or whatever it is that you think of yourself as doing, um, it's called transference. And if it's in the other direction, it's you doing it onto the client, it's called counter-transference, right? So let me give you an example. Um, A simple one would be if someone reminds you of one of your kids and you start treating that person the same way that you treat your kids. Now, there's obviously way more to it than that. I'm way oversimplifying um, for the sake of the podcast. And the reason why I'm oversimplifying is because we're not really talking about these issues this week, right? I think most of you realize that these types of boundary violations are bad for everyone involved. Like, that's pretty obvious, right? It's probably not not super, like, hard for you to grasp why it would be bad to, you know, if you heard about somebody dating a client or you heard about somebody who was making, you know, advances at a client or somebody who was treating a client a little too friendly, you know, those are crossing boundaries. Um, and sure, you know, you can be friendly with clients. It's totally okay to be yourself. You know, you can joke with them. Um, with certain clients, you can probably be a bit more casual than with others. Uh, you know, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to not be this sort of super business version of yourself. I've talked about that before. It's oh, basically it is okay to be yourself. It is okay to be friendly and open and that kind of thing. But 
there still has to be appropriate boundaries in place in order to maintain your appropriate professional relationship, especially if you work in healthcare or any kind of sensitive thing where somebody is coming to you for um, expertise on an injury or a disorder or a problem that they're having and they want you to fix it or they maybe not fix it, it's not the best word, but they want you to help them with that problem. Um, so there need to be boundaries in place. You can't just treat them like they're your best friend because they're not. They're paying you money for something, right? And I'm betting the vast majority of you get why this is bad, get why you have to have those boundaries in place without me even saying it. So that is not the stuff I wanted to talk about today. It took me a long time to say the stuff that I didn't want to talk about. Like, what are we into this recording? Like over five minutes? It took me that long to explain what I'm not talking about. So, okay, maybe you're like, Candace, how about you just cut to the chase? What are we talking about? Well, okay. I wanted to talk about the types of boundaries that are way harder to recognize and set. Um, the kinds of things we have difficulty in, with in our lives in general, not just our businesses, right? The kind of stuff we really need to learn how to set. And yeah, it is a learning process. Most of us are not naturally that awesome at setting these kinds of boundaries. Some people are, and kudos to them, that is awesome. But a lot of us, especially working in wellness careers, have a lot of trouble with this because we genuinely want to help people and we end up crossing boundaries um, simply because we feel like we're supposed to or that's the best way to do it. And anyway, so what am I talking about? Well, okay, last week in the podcast, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back to that episode where I was talking about uh, how to diffuse uh, tricky, sticky client situations of somebody's mad at you or somebody's, you know, reporting uh, that you gave them a bad treatment or whatever. Like, so we talked a little bit about um, having respect for ourselves when dealing with those difficult client situations, not just having a make it right attitude, right? Because this is not the way that you should be handling a professional relationship. And this is this week's episode is kind of a continuation of that topic. So, and like I just said, some of you might have that boundary setting life down and good for you. You know, if you can be strict about certain things, if you can be uh, on the ball about certain things, good for you. And I I love you for it. And actually, if after listening to this episode, you have advice for people, uh, leave it in a comment on my Instagram post or, you know, just email me and I'll share it with people or whatever. Uh, tweet it at me. It's all good. Because I love to learn from the rest of you who are good at setting boundaries because I struggle with it too, by the way. So yeah, for the rest of us who do struggle with boundaries and you listening may be one of them, well, okay, so think about this. This is the kinds of things that I'm talking about. Do you ever feel like just you have to do whatever your clients want you to do? You know, obviously within reason, but still, like you feel like whatever your clients want, like for example, give discounts, even if you don't really want to 99% of the time, or do treatments you don't normally do because someone asks really nicely and you want to help them, or work hours you don't normally work because, hey, you really want the client to like you and keep coming for treatment, or provide products you don't normally provide and really aren't interested in delving into. This is not something that you're interested in, but you just want to help the person out and you feel like it would be good for your business to do so, and so on and so forth. Well, if you didn't realize that, those are all boundary violations, guys. Um, there's a lot of people out there who think that's just normal in the course of running business. Hey, like in order to keep things going, you just need to do stuff, that kind of stuff sometimes. After all, if you give 
quote unquote here, good customer service, people will, you know, they're going to tell their friends and they're going to keep coming back and you're going to build a successful, solid business, right? But here's the thing, guys. Something I've come to realize recently myself is those types of issues come up for one of two reasons. The reason why you are going outside of what you said you would do in your business or what you really want to do in your business, right? Comes up for two reasons. We're afraid of failing. So we do the things we don't really want to do in order to be quote unquote successful in our businesses, book more clients and earn more income. Or number two, we're workaholics. We don't know how to say no. We take a lot of our identity from our work. We get a lot of our external validation from our work. We don't know how to shut work off. Work is such an integral part of our lives. So does either of those things sound familiar to you at all? Even if you haven't actually thought of yourself as a workaholic, even if like you're like, oh, I'm not a workaholic. Well, but like, do you have trouble leaving work at work? Do you have trouble not booking outside of your hours? Do you have trouble not like identifying so strongly with what it is you do for a living? Or, you know, are you in that other category? Like, are you afraid of failing? Which so many of us are. You know, we were worried that our businesses aren't going to be successful, so we'll do anything it takes to make them successful. And yeah, you know, maybe you're feeling that no matter how much so-called success you have, it's never going to be enough for whatever reason that might be, you know? Maybe something internal is telling you that, or maybe you're feeling like the world is telling you that. So what happens with this stuff is we tend to cover up how we're really feeling and we make excuses for ourselves. Like, for example, well, you got to hustle to make it or this is just how having a business works or uh, so I'm supposed to be working 16 hour days. That's normal, right? Until my business gets really good and busy and like uh, solid. When really neither of those things actually has to be true. Yeah, you know, you do have to work hard. That's that's not, you know, that's that's not a question here. Building a successful business does take work, but you don't have to constantly sacrifice your life for the sake of your business. And that's what a lot of us end up doing. It seems to me that a lot of these issues we have around boundaries are because we have this feeling of guilt. And that leads to a lot of pressure, like guilt that we see a friend or a colleague who seems to be working harder than we are. Guilt when a client wants to book that day and you don't have space, but you know, you could stay late and see them and they really could use your help. Or guilt when your accountant tells you that other clients who do what you do seem to make double what you do. So what's wrong with you? Why aren't you making double? Yes, I actually have a friend who was in that situation. Her accountant told her that she wasn't making as much money as other clients that accountant had. So we need to really look at those feelings of guilt and not let them run the show and certainly not let other people tell us how what success is or why we should be doing certain things a certain way, you know? I mean, it's okay to take advice, but geez, that, that accountant telling, uh, you know, my friend that other people she knows are making more than she is, well, like, that's not helpful. <laughs> we, need to, we need to examine those things and work on them. So a lot of that kind of guilt is built on assumptions anyway, right? That friend you see working so hard that you feel guilty you aren't working the 16-hour days? Well, guess what? That friend is probably on the brink of burnout or a crisis situation because they're too busy hustling to take care of themselves. Or maybe they're in a completely different stage of life. 
than you are. And yeah, you know, they they can and don't mind working 16 hour days. Maybe they're they're really young and they don't have they don't have a partner, they don't have kids, they don't have a lot of other things going on in their life right in, right at that moment. And they're okay with working the 16 hour days, but they don't plan for that to last more than a year or two. Whereas you're in a completely different phase of life. Maybe you have kids, you have a you have a partner, you have other things going on in your life that are really important to you, hobbies, whatever. You know, You shouldn't be falling into that comparison trap because it's just not useful. So we need to get out of those patterns so we can run our business without letting it take over our life. And also without like thinking, you know, the accountant who's telling you that, you know, so-and-so is making more money than you. So what? So what if they're making more money than you? Does that really matter? And the friend who's working the 16-hour days. So Your friend is choosing to work 16 hour days. That's because that's the, you know, that's the choice that they've made. Maybe they are on the brink of burnout. That's bad. You should probably help them, you know, and say like, hey, you know, you're working an awful lot. What's going on? Um, So yeah, we can't let this idea that, you know, you have to do all of these things and go outside of what you want to do. So go outside of your hours, go outside of your what uh, services you offer go outside of what your normal fee schedule is all of those things we need to stop letting that run our businesses you know and that means setting healthy boundaries so okay we've talked a lot about you know what these boundary issues are in this podcast we've talked about how it's at least in this podcast episode right we've talked about how there's an element of guilt and there's an element of comparison. And basically what it is, is that we're either worried that we're not going to be successful enough, you know, we're fear of failure, basically, or we're workaholics and we don't seem to understand how to, you know, take value of our lives and ourselves outside of our sort of identity at work. Like we, we just don't, we just don't see that there's other things that are important in our lives, right? Or at least, yeah, maybe you do, but you're you're so wrapped up in your work that you forget that there's other important things in your life. So, so if we can, you know, look at these things and realize that there are issues around self-worth and fear of failure and all that stuff, you know, okay, that's great. But what do we do with that? Well, other than working on yourself, you know, other than... Um, I highly recommend, you know, if you're really struggling with this, I highly recommend therapy or at least uh, talking to, say, like um, someone who does business coaching. That's that's helpful. It helps get an outside perspective and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but beyond that, beyond sort of working on what those feelings are and how to sort of move past them, the other thing you have to do is start being clear about your boundaries. So... Start enforcing your policies, your hours, your fees, and all those things that I've talked about, you know, you're going over because you're worried about failing, you're worried about people thinking that you're not working hard enough, whatever. And just stop allowing yourself to violate your own boundaries. Don't let clients talk to you into doing things you don't want to do. If you don't want to offer a service, just say that isn't something you do. That's okay. You don't have to justify it even. You can just say, I'm sorry, that's not what I do. If you want to refer them to someone you know who does do that service, then great, cool, go for it. That's that's a very nice thing to do, actually. And they'll, you know, um, I recommend it actually if if you if you feel comfortable doing it because um, that in a way is uh, sort of um, looks positively upon your business because it doesn't say you know I'm so obsessed with myself and my own business that I can't refer to to other people. Um, it doesn't 
doesn't mean you have to maintain a referral list. So this is this is going into the weeds here, so I'm not going to talk about this too much. But doesn't mean you have to ref you have to actually maintain a list. But just if somebody's say say you're a massage therapist and somebody calls you and says, you know, hey, I'd like to book for a hot stone massage, and you don't you, you say you have a hot stone set, but you haven't done it that treatment in like three years and you're really not interested in doing it anymore, you could technically, you could book them for it, but why? You don't want to. So just say that. Just say, I'm so, so sorry, I don't provide hot stone treatments. Um, if the person's like, well, why? My friend said that they booked in with you a few years ago and it was great. You can just say, I'm sorry, I don't offer that anymore, but I'd be happy to refer you to my colleague, do do do, who works at wherever, and, you know, like just refer them out. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's a very nice thing to do, actually. So, yeah, you know, but. And this is a big but. Just be careful when you are setting these boundaries and being clear with people about things that you don't swing too far the other way, because I have seen this happen and this is not nice either. OK, Try to always think about how things are going to be perceived from the client's side. So maybe they're asking you for something that you don't want to do. You don't have to be a jerk about it. Okay. So let me, let me give you a more clear example. Um, sometimes when we're, so like I said, sometimes when we're correcting behavior, we see ourselves doing, we go too far in the other, we go too far in the other direction in order to make it work. And then we have to kind of swing back more towards the center. So for example, it is totally fine to set boundaries around when you check your work messages. So like your emails and uh, voicemail, text messages, if you accept appointments by text message, that kind of thing. Uh, Facebook messages, Facebook Messenger, like however you communicate with people on a normal basis. And you should be setting these boundaries. So for example, in my current life, my current business, I've got my own client contracts. I check messages only during the workday, Monday to Friday. I don't check messages on weekends or holidays, okay? And my clients are aware of this. It's right in my contract. I just, I make it very clear with them. They shouldn't expect me to reply to messages at 1130 at night or on a Sunday afternoon or that kind of thing, right? But what's really not okay is to get super strict about it and sound snarky. So for example, it's okay to say you don't check email beyond a certain point, but don't be saying you don't check your email more than once a week. People should call you to book, but even then you don't really have time to check your messages. So they should just expect a reply whenever. Cause I've, I've talked to people who do this. They only check their email like once in a while. They do not check their voicemail more than like maybe once a week. That's a problem. It's okay to respect yourself and your boundaries, but there's not doing what you need to do to run your business and not respecting your client's time. And that is a problem. So maybe you're popular and you're super booked and good for you. I'm like, seriously, that's really great. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. But are you really so important that you can't check your email once in a while, like once a day? And you can't check your voicemail like once or twice a day? Assuming, of course, you accept messages or uh, accept uh, appointments that way. Some people don't, actually. They only accept them by email. Um, yeah, during the workday, of course, I mean. I don't mean on, on days that you're not working. Obviously, that's, that's not what I mean. I mean during the days that you're normally at work. And if you are booked and you are overwhelmed with messages, well, maybe think about uh, hiring somebody to help you with those client communication things. Or 
Maybe you should look at your time management and figure out, well, okay, how can I set aside some time each day to do those important administrative tasks like replying to emails and phone calls that have to be done in order for me to properly run my business, okay? So they're setting the boundary. They're saying, you know, I don't reply to messages outside of my work hours. And, you know, when I'm on vacation, I'm actually on vacation. I'm not replying to your request for an appointment till I get back. Those are okay boundaries. But swinging way too far the other direction and telling people, well, I just don't have, basically what you're saying is, I just don't have time for you. That's not respectful either. That's snarky. That's not appropriate for a business environment or really like, that's not really appropriate like at all. Like, yeah, and that's that's a tricky topic. If you're if you're having some sort of mental health stuff going on and you're just feeling like you can't really handle stuff, that's that's a whole other topic for another day. But uh, you know, if you're feeling okay and and you're feeling pretty positive about life and stuff, and you're still like telling people, "Sorry, I don't just don't have time to talk to you." Like that's that's not how you maintain friendships or relationships with anybody, right? I think that's probably clear. I didn't really need to say that, but I guess I just felt like I did anyway. So. Let me give you another example of going too far the other direction is if you have this huge list of policies and rules and regulations for your, your business. And it is okay to have policies and rules and regulations, but what you do is you kind of shove them in people's face. So they're prominently displayed in your clinic or studio space, you know, um, and just kind of overbearing. Think about the way they're going to be perceived by the client. This is this is what I'm saying here. If the first thing you see, so imagine imagine you were the client. Put yourself in the client's shoes. If the first or second thing you see when you walk in the door is this huge sign listing 20 strict rules and regulations for how to make how to sort of conduct yourself while you're at, in the space, that's not exactly welcoming, is it? And I can tell you, most people aren't going to be reading them anyway. Like, it's it's a lot of stuff to absorb all at once. And just like, shit, like, how how am I going to remember all this, right? That's, that's how people are going to feel. They're going to feel a little overwhelmed. And they're going to feel a little bit like, well, maybe I don't want to book here if this person's so kind of strict and in feeling that way, right? So take a step back and think about how to present that stuff in a way that is friendly while still setting your boundaries. So maybe some of the rules do need to be posted prominently, like rules about fees and missed appointments and that kind of stuff where it's the kind of boundaries that get violated a lot and you kind of just need to be clear with people. But maybe some of the other rules can be discussed privately when needed or as part of your client intake process at the first class they purchase or whatever, you know, makes sense for your business, right? Really, what I'm saying here is it's about setting boundaries in a way that works for you while still respecting the fact that, you know what, your clients are human and they have feelings and you shouldn't go out with an assumption that sort of everybody's out to get you because that's kind of what I see happen when that that thing kind of happens is you get the vibe that the business owner, whoever they are, whatever it is they do, feels like all clients are just trying to, you know, uh, make an extra buck or trying to steal their time or steal their money. And that's kind of the vibe that that it sends. And that's not healthy either. And that's actually not a healthy boundary. That's not at all what we're talking about here, right? So yeah, we've talked about a lot in this podcast episode, but uh, hopefully that has given you some food for thought to think about when it comes to setting healthy boundaries. So basically, you have to look at why you're struggling with setting healthy boundaries. Or, you know, Is it because you're worried about failing? Is it because you 
uh, feel that, you know, you're not working hard enough because you see your colleagues and it feels like they're working even harder than you are? Is it because so much of your identity and just the way you feel about yourself is tied up with your work success? And when work is not going well, you feel like you're not doing well. You feel like you're failing. Um and then when you examine that and you start to set the boundaries, you have to be careful to remember that, you know, the people you're setting the boundaries with are human too. And that, you know, there needs to be some reasonable um, professionalism on your part. You can't just tell people, well, you know, I'm setting boundaries, therefore I'll never check my voicemail or because <laughs> I don't like checking voicemail, you know. Well, if you're running a business and you're telling people that they can call you and leave messages, then that's, you have to actually accept the messages and you have to actually check them, you know, and, and listing off a huge list of rules and regulations to people isn't very welcoming or friendly. And that's not going to help your business either. And that's not a healthy way to set the boundaries. So it's about basically finding a, a, you know, a center balance, making it being clear with people, not letting people, you know, um, run over your boundaries over the all the time not working outside of your your prescribed hours unless you know maybe once in a while if you feel like you want to for a specific reason that's okay but doing it all the time is not right returning an email at you know eight o'clock at night for one time only a special situation sure um but yeah it's not okay to constantly be violating your own boundaries. It's also not okay to set such strict boundaries that people feel like you're just, I don't know, that you're just being disrespectful to them, that you don't seem to understand that a professional relationship is a two-way relationship, not just somebody dictating things to you and you go, you know, sort of yes ma'am, no ma'am kind of kind of thing. And which is what that uh, strong rule, uh, rules and regulations thing kind of kind of feels like, you know. Um, it feels very, uh, I don't want to say governmental, but you guys know what, I think you guys know what I mean. It just, it just feels too strict for a, for a friendly business relationship, right? Especially in health and wellness and fitness, especially in the types of businesses that you guys run that are meant to be so that you can help people with, with the problems they're facing, you know, the illnesses or, you know, the, they're trying to lose weight or they're trying to become healthier or they're trying to, um, deal with uh, some pain that they've been feeling, whether it's physical or emotional or whatnot, right? So, so yeah, just food for thought about boundaries. And I wish you guys the best of luck with working on this stuff. And like I said at the beginning of the episode or towards the beginning, if you do have more advice for people who are trying to work on setting healthy boundaries, find ways to find that balance between letting people violate their boundaries all the time and going way too far the other way and being so strict that it feels unfriendly. If you have more advice about that, I'd love to hear about it. Like I said, you can always get in touch with me on social media, um, especially Instagram. I'm happy little biz there. Or you can find me as always by email, Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at happylittlebiz.com. All right, that's enough for me for this episode. I will be back with you guys next week with yet another one. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that, I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, by the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, 
click on ratings and reviews and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, you know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my web- website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.